One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, Irrational Fear listeners, it's uh, Dan Illich here. This is a podcast pilot I'm experimenting with with um, my employer, GMG. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. Please uh, drop me a line, dan at danillich.com or uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or just in the comments below. And let me know what you think about this. All right, here's something new from me. This week on the Department of Homeland Stupidity, Amazon buys out upscale supermarket chain Whole Foods for $14 billion, which works out to be about six bottles of kombucha from Whole Foods. And after Dennis Rodman gave Kim Jong-un a copy of Trump's book, The Art of the Deal, Rex Tillerson has put the State Department on high alert saying, oh no, now they have all our secrets. And the Democrats are gearing up to kill Trump's proposed health care plan. Healthcare experts say if they really wanted to kill it, they should just sign it up to Trump Care. Throw me that pickaxe because there's no time for stonewalling. Let's open up the doors to the Department of Homeland Stupidity. My name is Dan Illich, and each week on the Department of Homeland Stupidity, we open the doors and testify to the dumbest things that are happening in, on, and behalf of the homeland we live in, the USA. And today's committee is first class, let me tell you. Comedian, activist, and probably the mayor of Los Angeles in 2020, it's the firebrand of bullshit, disoriented comedies, Jenny Yang. Welcome, Jenny. I'm so happy to be here. And how's that 2020 run looking for, um, for mayor? Uh, I have not formed my committee yet, but I expect you to give me a lot of money, Dan. Okay, I will do. All the money I make from this podcast is going to go to your super PAC. And he's the doctor of the democratic revolution. He's the shake of satire. He's the vegan of vaudeville. It's one of Time Magazine's most influential people of 2013, which is why we've had to wait until 2017 to have him on the podcast. Dr. Bassam Youssef, welcome, Bassam. Thank you. Everything that he said is untrue. <laughs> is it fake news? Absolutely. <laughs> you just flown in from New York? Yes. Uh, you look very tired. I am. Is that because they frisked you longer than usual? Yeah, it's just like, it's funny that like New York, the city that um, was the point where 
they welcomed all the refugees from all over the world. Now it's the same city where everybody is kicking refugees through JFK. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, yes, Ellis Island in, JFK out. <laughs> <laughs> What's one way to make that experience frictionless for, for refugees through JFK, do you think? Uh, I, I just accept it, you know, with a little bit of loop, everything is much nicer. Let's kick off the show with the roundup. Now, domestically, it's been another dramatic week of news, which um, we've come to expect from 2017. I think Uh. you agree. Uh, Let's have a look. The attempted assassination of Republican leadership at baseball practice, uh, the secret Senate committee meetings on health care at the White House, and the never-ending saga of the Russia investigation. And today, I don't know if you heard this, but Donald Trump's personal lawyer has had to hire his lawyer. This is this is Donald this is a, Trump's jobs program. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, well, he he promised he'd create jobs. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's really doing it. When will a lawyer's lawyer have to get a lawyer? Do you think? <laughs> that's my question. Um, it's like real life has kind of turned into House of Cards scandal and Veep all at once. And quite frankly, I'm I'm ready to cut the cord. I've had enough of real life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I just finished the the final uh, episode of season five of House of Cards. Oh. Uh, I mean, they couldn't even like get as ridiculous and as scary as real-life Trump. This is the problem because fiction is fake. There are no stakes in fiction. No. I mean, I, no spoiler, but like the only way that could actually they make season five rise up above reality is that they're having Kevin Spacey and his wife, like, I mean, like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. President, they're killing people with their own hand. That's the only way they could actually, like make it interesting to people now. But you know what will happen? Like, Trump will just get Jared Kushner to go start killing people in public. Uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll, is, is, no is, one is, should show Trump up. He's too much of a wuss. <laughs> so what's one thing from the news, news this week that you think maybe uh, should have been an episode on Netflix rather than in real life? Well, apparently um, the, the wedding planner of Trump's son, Eric, mm-hmm. has just been appointed by Donald Trump to oversee New York's public housing programs. No. <laughs> the wedding planner. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, imagine all of the centerpieces he's going to be putting in all of these. Although like, the house- lobbies. Yeah, of- yeah like centerpieces, centerpieces, centerpieces. Like, in, like I, I, I think he's, he's the perfect man for the job. I think we're just being too hard on Trump. Is that for, right? For once, he made a good decision. I mean, he's going to make these houses look so beautiful, so beautiful, so beautiful. You can't even see it. So beautiful. But the problem is, is they're, they're not. Uh, Trump <coughs> cut funding for New York mm. and New Jersey's mm. public housing program. So Lynn Patton, who would be running this program, she doesn't even have money to actually fix up what's desperately needed. She's going to have enough money to fix one wedding. I'm sorry, we can't afford to give you a fridge, <laughs> but what we've got is an ice sculpture of a swan. You're yes. going to love that. It's yes. going to be really great. And instead of fixing your door, it's going to go up on a registry so other people can pay for it. Yeah. I, I know milk and bread is important, but I think um, canopy. Are better. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm thinking, will it be a will it be a sit down house or a or a, or a cocktail house? Exactly. You'll, you'll have to choose. Yeah, and I mean, she's just woefully underqualified, just like the president. And so it just concerns me that she planned a wedding and now she's expected to set policy for public housing. And if we know anything about weddings, is that every single line item in a wedding budget is always 300% markup from retail price. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so this is going to be the most expensive public housing ever. Like you think, oh, oh, of course, logically, um, if you want someone to uh, place people in public housing, you just need someone who knows how to place grandma on a seating chart. <laughs> That's yeah. all we really need. And, and, and like wedding planners, they deal with uh, uh, paranoid 
bridesmaids and they egomaniacs. Have, like, yep. egomaniacs, uh, bridezillas, uh, housing. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're arguing the 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 pro on this. You're yes. saying this is not stupid. I think that the wedding the, planner is very is, good. That is the best decision that Trump ever did. The problem is, you just. I'd like to see more of this in his cabinet. Yeah, and in related news, Donald Trump has just appointed uh, his florist for the Department of Interior. <laughs> so I think that's what's going to be happening from now on. Basim, has there been something in the news, a tidbit in the news that you think um, should have been a Netflix episode? Well, I mean, th- this has been going on for maybe three, four weeks. It's like uh, Donald Trump visiting my homeland in the in the Middle East. Uh-huh. I mean, my my homeland is Egypt, but like the Middle East. I mean, for Americans, it's all the same: Middle East, Egyptians, Muslims, Arabs who are all the same, just different kinds of explosives. But the thing is, you had him vis- like dissing Muslims for a year and a half. And mm-hmm. then he comes back, oh, I think like Muslims are great because they're giving me this money. Now, like Saudi Arabia is giving him $110 billion to buy his weapons. Now, it doesn't stop at that. He goes back after like leaving a, a fart bomb. And for the first time <laughs> ever, the Gulf countries are now fighting each other, and now they're boycotting Qatar. I'm now I'm not a big fan of Qatar, but out of the blues, like the American embassy says that we have always supporting Qatar, and then he tweets, "Well, Qatar has always been a sponsor of terrorism." And two days later, he sells twelve billion dollars in weapon to the same country he's accusing it of terrorism it's crazy i don't understand him yeah do you think he waited for the check to clear before yeah. he yeah. Uh, before he tweeted he yes, like, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's like I, I hate qatar oh check i love qatar it's- yeah <laughs> Is there any point where he, he realizes that Qatar also holds the gigantic military base, the uh, CENTCOM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have, it, it's the biggest American military base in the world. And now he's, and then, and then, and it's harbored by a country that's supposed to be harboring terrorism. And the thing is, like, there's a huge problem of how America is dealing with those monarchies. I mean, all of these do not represent moderate Islam. And still, they are, they are like funding. Uh, the American administration and they're mm-hmm. giving them military support. Yep. You don't understand it. Yeah, I I, th- I think he's not against Muslims. He's just against poor Muslims. If you're not unaware of the story, two weeks ago, Saudi Arabia and its allies moved to consolidate power in the region by starving out Iran sympathizer and FIFA pocket liner Qatar by blocking all diplomatic land, air, sea, and road links to the small nation. It's a small peninsula nation. There's a great quote from the. Qatar National Human Rights Committee that said this blockade is worse than the Berlin Wall. First things first here, uh, I'm sure you agree with me, uh, Bassam, that the, the very name, Qatar National Human Rights Committee, uh, should be taken about as seriously as uh, the Democratic Republic of Korea. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, none of these countries are democratic and none of these countries even know what the f- fucking human rights are. And secondly, I don't think the people of post-World War II Berlin uh, got around driving around in luxury Land Rovers and living in sparkling skyscrapers on the sea yeah. uh, and had the, they, pro- they definitely didn't have the immense pressure of counting their billions of dollars of investments. I think maybe the Qatar National Human Rights Council is probably overstating it a little bit. Probably they can suck up some short-term pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so if, if, uh, if Trump talks crap about you, a.k.a. Qatar, um, all we have to do is just buy millions of dollars of weapons That's from the it. U.S. and he'll That's be happy? Yeah. Could the refugees and immigrants pull something together? Like, could we just get together a little fund and just yeah. buy some weapons? The refugees don't have that kind of money. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, can I talk about the, the Middle East broadly, um, oh, Basim, if you can fill me in here? Because uh, I'm a dummy. 
Why are all those countries so shitty at Iran? Iran seems to have kind of opened up over the last 10 years and it's become a bit cooler and everyone kind of sibbing down. But why has this power dynamic occurred? All right. So not not that I'm trying to jump for the defense of Iran, because like Iran, like the rest of them are like an authoritarian regime, whether military or religious. But it really comes down to one thing, Sunni and Shia, Saudi Arabia, Sunni, Uber Sunni, Iran's Uber Shia, and they hate each other. Mm. But of course, who's buying all of the uh, think tanks in Washington? Who's like uh, giving the oil to America? It's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So basically, they are just like using their money in order to uh, align America against Iran. Well, I'm not a big fan of Iran, but it is in the best interest for uh, America to make peace with everybody. If you're making peace with a regime like Saudi Arabia, why not make peace with Iran, right? I mean, it's it's not like... I mean, if you want to talk about like terrorist uh, uh, record, I mean, it is the mentality of the Saudi Arabia Wahhabism that actually pushing all of this terrorists uh, all around the country, not not Iran, right? Mm. And again, I'm not defending Iran. I think that all of them are shitty regimes. Yeah. With Trump, why is there such animosity from Trump and the Republicans towards Iran? Then? Oh, they need an enemy. And and part of it, they need an enemy. And part of it is that Saudi Arabia and Israel are in good terms. Iran and Israel are not in good terms. So basically, it's in the good, uh, the better interest for Israel. That's it. So is this just like a high school, like click fight oh yeah it is <laughs> oh my Definitely. god she talks smack about me oh my god yeah. he said this about you yeah <laughs> well uh trump seems to think that jared kushner could bring peace to the middle east what do you give his chances of success oh uh in the middle east there's no chances of success the only chance is like how much money they can get, get from the middle east that's it it's yeah. all about money seriously it's nothing else Stick around. Uh, Up next, we'll find out what Trump had to say to a mayor of a town going underwater due to sea level rise. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Buy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sandra. Yeah? Do you have Obamacare? No, not anymore. It was far too transparent. I didn't like how I knew what I was covered for and how much I had to pay, and that old and poor people had a guaranteed quality of life. I hear you. You should sign up for Trump Care. Great! What's in it? Can't tell you. It's a secret. Will they accept my family's pre-existing conditions? Don't know. It's a secret. What about dental? Will it cover my kids' braces? <laughs> You're on a need-to-know basis. Uh, how do I know if I need to know? Well, do you plan on being sick soon? No. Then no. It's all one big secret. Goody! All the best things are a secret. Secret, secret herbs and spices, secret tax returns, secret sex tapes with prostitutes. Exactly. Even this ad is a secret. This message will self-destruct before the president. Hey guys, I don't know if you realize this, but um, this week it was also actually Donald Trump's birthday. I know. Oh, and you know the how pre- sad I missed you it. You know the guy the pre- the, who does the president show, Anthony? Oh, Anthony Atomac? Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his birthday is one day after. No, no! Yes. Anthony, oh, it was fated by the gods. Yes. Anthony Adam Ewick, um, for people who don't know, does an incredible show on Comedy Central called The President's Show. And I was on his show last night. Bassam oh, was on. Right. You may have caught Bassam on it last night. He does the best, probably the best impression yes. of Amazing. Donald Trump. I cannot believe his birthday is one he, day He doesn't make an impression. He embodies yeah. Trump. <laughs> does he eat KFC backstage? Mm. Oh, well, I mean, he has the body for it. <laughs> what would you get Donald Trump for his birthday? Jenny Yang? Oh. An impeachment. 
<laughs> yes. A, 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 you know, I would TP the White House and throw a flaming bag of shit into the front door. Uh, you are, this is why, what I'm about to play now is a reason why you, Jenny Yang, could be mayor of Los Angeles. <laughs> I went down to Venice Beach, California, and asked some regular people what they would give. Donald Trump for his birthday. Ooh. Today is Donald Trump's birthday. Just wondering, what, what would you buy Donald Trump for his birthday? A new hairpiece. A middle finger. A lump of coal. Why a lump of coal? He can go screw himself. A big hug. A lap dance. I wouldn't give him anything. He doesn't deserve anything. His mom made a bad choice. She shouldn't have had him. Today I'm going to give him notice to vacate the premises within 48 hours. Oh, I wouldn't buy him anything. I'd just shit in a bag and let him have it. Poop. Yeah, big old shit. Uh, probably a bag of shit. <laughs> Yeah, nice hot steamy back of dog shit. <laughs> Would you believe you're about the fourth or fifth person today that said they want to give him a bag of shit? Uh, I would believe that, yes. <laughs> Mr. President, fuck you and have a good birthday. Happy birthday, dear Trump. Happy birthday to you and many, many wishes. You're listening to the podcast, The Department of Homeland Stupidity, and that was a bunch of people, regular people, all channeling Jenny Yang's own thought process. See? What, what can I so, say? You're so on par. I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the pulse of Los Angelinos, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it hasn't been a good month for Uber. I don't know if, if you guys have been catching up on what, what's been going down for Uber. They are firing so many people right now. There are probably more ex- former executives at Uber who are driving for Uber now than actually working in the boardrooms. Uh, the character of the people that kind of run the place is really sketchy. They're, they're very dodgy people. Uber is run by the kind of people who you never uh, hope to ever actually have to sit in the back of an Uber with. Like it's, uh, <laughs> that's the problem here. Uh, yet Uber itself is valued at $60 billion. It's actually the world's worst business because they're burning $3 billion a year, and that's just to kind of keep things rolling. Now here, all, I haven't done much on Uber. I haven't written much on Uber for this podcast, but all I've done is collect all the headlines for this month, uh, and I'm just going to read them out to you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uber's New York general manager quit the company. Uber fired the executive who was in charge of self-driving cars after it was revealed he stole the technology from Google, his previous employer. Uber's head of finance got fired. It happens when you're losing a billion dollars a quarter. Uber fired 20 20 employees involved in sexual assault allegations. Uber hired a marketing executive from Apple to try and, quote, tell the company's story better, which is good because the very next day it was revealed that an Uber executive who obtained the medical records of a customer who was a rape victim was also fired. Travis Kalanick, Uber's sleazy <laughs> thank you very much, uh, <laughs> sent an email about not having sex with people at a work party who work in the same chain of command as you. Uh, <laughs> Eric Holder, you may remember Eric Holder. He, was, uh, he played the role of Attorney General in that great show, USA, The Golden Years. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. Uh, he delivered a report to Uber saying that they have been very naughty and need to make some changes. Uber's SVP of business was fired by the board. And incidentally, this is the same board made of people like David Bonderman, who said that women talk too much at an all-hands meeting. Uh, the next day, that board member quit. Uh, and then, sadly, Travis Kalanick's mum died. So all of this was not a year in Uber. This was in June. And we haven't even touched on you know rampant sexism oh my God. and the way they treat their drivers. Uh, so uh, knowing all of this about Uber, does it change the way you might like to... Get an Uber yourself? I think they should change their name into Hustler. (laughs) 
Seriously. It's a bit more on brand. Yeah, I mean, like, Hustler drives you, takes you places. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already deleted my Uber app. I use Lyft if I have to. But honestly, that rap sheet sounds like the rap sheet of Donald Trump. Really? Think you, about it. Do you think it's just like endemic of uh, a machismo culture overall from the very top down, from president down? Yeah, just from the, the, the most the greediest, most capitalistic mindset of CEOs in America, no holds barred, patriarchal, misogynist, all of it. It's all of, it's all up there. And Uber just sounds like it's the same thing as, as the president. The president is leading the way. All right. But I want you to put your yourself in Travis Kalanick's shoes. If you needed to fix Uber, how would you do it? Maybe Amazon can buy it. <laughs> Basel. I agree. <laughs> Amazon fixes anything. I, I think everything will be owned by Amazon, Facebook, and Google. Google, yeah. The, the best. That's it. They were gonna buy everything. Yeah. And then we're gonna live in like uh, capitalism heaven, and we're gonna be all slaves. <laughs> or we gonna they're gonna hook our brains to batteries that would empower aliens, like the Matrix, and that will be the end of civilization. Yeah. A- Amazon can just use drones to move people. They don't need cars. I'm really looking for Or they can actually, instead of you going to locations, they can move the locations to you. (laughs) Bring uh, the mountain to Mohammed, so to speak. What would you say, Basim? I love this Amazon news about Amazon buying Whole Foods. I think that's extraordinary. The best tweet I saw today about it was a tweet that had a picture of an Alexa uh, and an Amazon Echo up, and it said, Jeff Bezos, hey, Alexa, buy something from Whole Foods. And Alexa said, okay, buying Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. <laughs> and Jeff Bezos is like, wait, ah, uh, don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, I think they, they bought it for what, $13.7 billion and then right ahead, their stock, their, their, the value of the company jumped $14 billion. Yeah. Uh, the, Amazing. Which is funny because $13.7 billion is about what it costs at my weekly grocery shopping at, um, yeah. at Whole Foods. So yeah. That's a steal. It's a, real, it's a real bargain for Jeff Bezos. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Hip Recruiter. Finding the right talent for your startup can be hard. Competition is fierce. How can you be sure to find the right engineers to build out your billion-dollar Ponzi scheme, but also be cool with your company's unique culture of ingrained misogyny? HipRecruiter takes the pain out of finding programmers with just the right amount of ironic self-awareness to not take complaints to HR so seriously. So, whether you've just landed your first seed round, or you're burning $3 billion a year on parties where you certainly are not allowed to have sex with colleagues in the same chain of command, go to HipRecruiter and use the code CONSENT to get 10% off. I want to close out the weekly roundup with a bit of stupidity from my homeland in Australia. You may remember a couple of weeks ago when Trump blamed the Paris Agreement for the world laughing at the USA. Do you remember that? Here's a little reminder, if you don't recall. At what point do they start laughing at us as a country? We don't want other leaders and other countries laughing at us anymore and they won't be they won't be you may remember that that was sweaty stuff i remember sweating listening to that for the very first time well now the usa is out of the paris agreement you can assume that maybe world leaders maybe they're completely done with making fun of the usa i mean that's what you'd assume get out of the paris agreement 
instant respect back on America. Well, here is the Australian Prime Minister from the Parliament House Midwinter Ball just a couple of days ago. This is an event very similar to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, but it is Chatham House rules, which means no one's usually allowed to report on it. But somehow some audio got leaked. Donald and I, we are winning and winning in the ball. <laughs> we are winning so much. <laughs> Instant respect, I think. Wow. <laughs> you got you Australians all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for a segment we like to call I'm with Stupid, where we check in with someone at Gizmodo Media to find out what's what kind of stupidity we might have missed this week. Uh, joining us in the Gizmodo studios in New York City is Sydney Fusil. G'day Sydney, how are you? Hi there, thanks for having me. Now, Sydney, earlier on in the podcast, we actually touched base on uh, Trump pulling out of the Paris Agreement, uh, and you know he was kind of scared that the that world leaders would actually laugh at him if he was in the Paris Agreement. But you've got a story of stupidity from the homeland that uh, might shed light on how Trump's supporters in climate-vulnerable areas are actually dealing with sea level rise. Uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, Trump called the mayor of the island of Tangier, which is a tiny 1.3-mile island in the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia. Uh, it's got about 500 people on it, and it's both it's sinking uh, very rapidly, actually. The uh, sea level is rising very quickly, but there's also a lot of problems with erosion. So the ground is sinking, and the sea level is rising. And Trump called the mayor of uh, Tangier to say, don't worry about sea rise. He said, the island's been there for hundreds of years, and I see it being there for hundreds of years more. And uh, scientists think it's going to be there until about 2100, and it'll, it'll dip below the sea completely. So it's a little bit odd to call people who are literally drowning um, and tell them not to worry about sea level rise. They, they should be worried about it. I love this quote from your story from the mayor. The mayor said, I'm on the water daily. I, don't, I just don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's because like he's on the water daily or do you think it means like for him water actually means whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe maybe he's a whiskey drinker. I am too. I can't hate. And so what does this mean for uh what do you how do you feel like Trump supporters are going to handle climate change in the near future? Like it's something that's not that just doesn't affect tree-hugging hippies that listen to Gizmodo media podcasts, but it affects <laughs> absolutely everyone. How far can the denial go, do you think? Well, um an interesting thing about Tangier is that it overwhelmingly went for Trump. It was about an 88% pro-Trump environment. So he's calling his own supporters and telling his own supporters who are very much suffering the effects of climate change not to worry about it. And they overwhelmingly they believe him. They want to stay on the island and they think that he's going to help them out somehow. Um obviously there's 
constant flooding. It's difficult to get to work. It's difficult to get to school. But, um, you know, if they decide that they want to leave, you know, where do they go? Where do you move them? How do you move people? Do you move them all at once? Do you move them individually? It's a very, it's a very complicated issue. And it looks like so far, all, all they've gotten is just a phone call and promises. Oh, don't worry about it. Everything will work out. When science is saying this is something to be very worried about, it probably won't work out. I, I mean, like, um, the, the question is, like, what are they going to do in the future? Well, the future, they're not going to be there. 2100, everybody will die anyway. So nobody <laughs> will actually see if, uh, if it, will, w- w- it will drown or not. And if it does, we're just going to see the 500 people from Tangier uh, being on, uh, on rafts, trying to cross the sea to the mainland, and everybody will think that they're refugees from Syria, and then they're going to kick them out. It's, it's, it's so easy. <laughs> it's I mean, lose-lose situation. Uh, yeah, yeah, of lose, course. Lose-lose. Yes. I wonder what Trump's plan is moving forward. Like, does does he build seawalls all around every single Republican district? No, uh, he just calls people up and reassures <laughs> them with his kind voice. That's all he. That's, that sounds like his solution. Um, and what what do you, what do you see? The well, few, well, what, well, you know, can I say like there is like a, a from our um, Arabic tradition, there is a very uh, old story where. Uh, um, the sultan made like uh, give um, announce a huge prize for whoever is going to come with an incredible feat. So someone said like I can teach this donkey how to speak, <laughs> but it will take me thirty years. Right. So uh, and but the, so the sultan said like well if you didn't, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna chop your head off. So his wife told him what the hell did you do? I mean no you will not be able to teach the donkey how to speak well so well you know it's 30 years by then is it the sultan or me or the donkey any one of us will die <laughs> so it, it's, it's just like yeah we we don't know i mean it's a hundred it's it's going to be like another what 70 years for the for the island that will drown trump will not be there right. he's not going to be held accountable for denying climate change and if those people died you know they died for the party. <laughs> I like this. This is great. Bassem is giving us a look into our future by oh, looking at geez. the past. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's easy. It's just like you promised but stuff I, that we're not going to actually see something that, that they're not going to be hurt or going to be underwater until 70 years. And even I in totally eight that, years, yeah. Trump is not going to be there. Climate change is a type of thing where it is difficult to hold any one person accountable because mm-hmm. it's you know it's the entire world all at once. But if we're going to hold anyone accountable, it's the man who's completely defunding and destroying all climate change policies. Mm-hmm. If we're going to hold one person accountable, that that's who it would be. Um, Sydney, did you have you managed to get out to Tangiers? Have you managed to go visit this mayor yourself? I have not, but I spent hours looking at pictures of it. It's it's literally sinking to the point where they have to move cemeteries inland no. because the cemeteries that were in the outer area, the water was seeping up in the bodies and the caskets were rising out. So like literally it's like it's a very sort of like scary waterborne situation. So they've had to completely change everything about the island to to acclimate to the sea level rise. So this again to say that don't worry about it is insane like it like it's it's insane denial is not a river in egypt <laughs> well done the bass of yusuf <laughs> uh well thank you very much sydney fusil really appreciate you spending some time with us on the department of homeland stupidity thank you so much thanks for Say having hello. me
Coming towards the end of the show here on the Department of Homeland Stupidity. Coming up, we'll have everyone's favourite segment, the Alternative Facts Game Show. But first, a mainstay of stupidity in the homeland are mass shootings. And it's sad to say that they're very much a way of life here in the USA. And they're kind of beginning to like blend into one another. They're happening so fast and so often that rather than us here at the podcast cover every single individual shooting, we've just made a report that will just roll out whenever there is one. This is the news, and I'm the voice of a respected old white man. This just in, a f***ing jerk with a gun has f***ing just opened fire someplace, killing in cold blood a number of f***ing innocent people. We join a reporter at the scene. This is the countless f***ing time I've stood in front of a building like this to tell you that a f***ing jerk with a f***ing gun picked off a group of people like f***ing ants on a biscuit. Eyewitnesses who saw the attack said it was f***ing horrific. It was f***ing horrific! Back in the studio, let's hear from two people we have in retainer, because this f***ing shit happens all the f***ing time, to hold a fake debate on whether f***ing semi-automatic weapons have a place in f***ing society. I think we clearly need f***ing gun controls. I think we f***ing don't. Hashtag not all gunmen. Thank you both for your f***ing time. No problem. It's what you're f***ing paying us for. Now let's cross live to a gutless politician who sang some f***ing shit. Well, all we can do right now is offer thoughts and prayers, because passing legislation to stop this kind of f***ing shit is too difficult. The f***ing midterms are right around the corner, and I need that f***ing NRA money. Thank f***, we can interrupt that to give you an update from the scene. Yes, the f***ing jerk just f***ing killed himself. Altogether, the number of deaths in total do not add up to more than the mass shooting just a few weeks ago. So this jerk's name will definitely not live on in infamy. Unless, of course, it's revealed later that they are indeed a Muslim, in which case we're all f***ing doomed to talk about this shit forever. I have to say, my Robert Siegel is very good. <laughs> that was you? My, yeah. That was amazing. You afford Robert Siegel? That was amazing. That was awesome. All right, we are at the end of the Department of Homeland Stupidity. We're closing up the doors for another week. But before we do that, we should all play Alternative Facts, the game show. Are you guys ready to play Alternative Facts, the game show? Yay! Yeah. Let's start it up. What good is the truth to you if it makes you look real bad? You may as well just say Alternative Facts. Referring to Trump, the Ninth Court of San Francisco said immigration is not a one-man show. If Trump did have a one-man show, what would it be called? You fired. Spasibo, <laughs> Rosia. Thank you, Russia. Oh, good. Name one thing James Comey doesn't like to discuss in an open setting. How disproportionate his dick is to his height. <laughs> Trump. Trump believes the Earth's temperature is rising because... Most Americans have Trump in their warm thoughts. <laughs> good. Liberal farts. Liberal farts. Uh, Putin said he doesn't have bad days because he doesn't have a menstrual cycle. Obviously, a lady charmer. What is Putin's go-to pickup line? Jenny. Come with me or I'll make you really bleed. Oh, I have something. All right. If you don't fuck me, the only blood coming out of you is from your head. Oh. Oh, High five. Mind melt. Fox is dropping its fair and balanced slogan. What are they replacing it with? Fake and balanced. Why even pretend? (laughs) And what is a lesser-known Alex Jones conspiracy? Mike Pence is hiding in Trump's hair? Well, since since he's the guy who said 9-11 is an inside job, well, Trump is an inside job. (laughs) I was always going to say about 9-11 that 9-11 was an outside job. Yes. (laughs) 
Nancy Pelosi said she still prays for the safety of Barack Obama. Nancy Pelosi also prays for... Uh, the elixir of immortality. To be on a vacation like Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Dennis Rodman's North Korea trip yields positive results, who else should the US consider sending where? Trump should be sent to the middle of the ocean. The cash me outside girl to Iran. <laughs> <laughs> cash me outside girl. How about that? <laughs> what would Trump's new healthcare package cover? Uh, his wife's shopping list. Uh, sex therapy golden showers. <laughs> Hillary Clinton made a surprise appearance at Women in Film's Crystal Awards. Hillary's favourite movie is... I don't know. <laughs> Gone Girl. Gone Girl. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much uh, to my special guests, Jenny Yang and Bassem Yusuf. Bassem, uh, you've got something to plug. Tickling Giants? Yes. Uh, is, uh, is Tickling Giants is on iTunes, Amazon, and on ticklinggiants.com. Go and buy it, motherfucker. And currently, like, at the top of uh, at the top of all these lists, is that right? It is number one on iTunes last week. So oh, Congratulations. It's on documentaries, which nobody watches. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and Jenny Yang, got any gigs coming up? Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place, so just go to my website, jennyyang.tv. And uh, I like to chat with people on the Twitter at Jenny Yang TV. The Department of Homeland Stupidity is a production of the Fusion Media Group and is produced and hosted by me, Dan Illich, with the help of Mike Damascus, Levi Sharp, and the Executive Director of Audio, Mandita Mafidi. And it's recorded in the beautiful Univision Studios in Los Angeles with the assistance of Elaine Hernandez. My name's Dan Illich. This has been the Department of Homeland Stupidity. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.